0: King podcast. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church here in Spencer, Iowa, and we are a congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod coming to you this 5th Sunday of Easter and also the 2nd of May. We're glad you can join us this morning, and the matin service this morning celebrates what is called Cantate Sunday. Cantate being Latin for sing where we get our word canticle or canter, all have to do with singing. And that's from the introit, Sing to the Lord a new song, alleluia, for he has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations, alleluia. And the introit and the Old Testament encourage the church to sing, to sing in celebration of Easter because Christ's death and resurrection has redeemed and restored us. Now this Sunday is the second of three Sundays where our attention begins to turn not away from the East, not away from Easter and the resurrection, but along with Eastern resurrection to the Ascension, because they're all one celebration. And so as we said, this is, a, is the second of three Sundays where Christ is preparing His disciples for His ascension. We heard about this a bit last week, that in a little while you will no longer see me, and in a little while again you will see me. Now this week, Christ promises the coming of the Helper, the Counselor, the Paraclete, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, who will come after Christ ascends into heaven and guide the Church, guide you, the Church, into all truth. And so that's what we will hear about this morning in the gospel lesson and in the sermon. Let us continue with our matin service, which begins with the hymn, Praise the Lord Almighty. my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him.
1: And are the deep places of the earth, the strength of the hills is his also. Seed is his, and he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord. Of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be,
0: world. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. O come, let us worship him. O sing unto the Lord a new song. Alleluia. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. Hallelujah! His right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory. He hath remembered his mercy and his truth toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O sing unto the Lord a new song, Alleluia. His righteousness hath He openly showed, in the sight of the heathen. Alleluia. The Old Testament lesson for this fifth Sunday of Easter is written in the twelfth chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the first verse. In that day you will say, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger has turned away, and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation, I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy you will draw water out of the wells of salvation. In that day you will say, Give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, declare his doings among the peoples, Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. Let this be known in all the earth. Cry aloud and shout, you inhabitant of Zion, for the Holy One of Israel is great among you. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Come and see the works of God. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of men. Make a joyful noise unto God, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say unto God, How terrible art thou in thy works! Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. All the earth shall worship thee, and shall sing unto thee, They shall sing to thy name. Come and see the works of God. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the flood on foot. There did we rejoice in him. He ruleth by his power forever. His eyes behold the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. O bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Come and see the works of God. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of men. The Epistle is written in the first chapter of James, beginning at the 16th verse. Don't be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there can be no variation, nor turning shadow. Of His own will He gave birth to us by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. So then, my beloved brothers, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for the anger of man doesn't produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, putting away all filthiness and overflowing of wickedness, receive with humility the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. our Passover is sacrificed for us. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, But now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you asks, Where are you going? But because I have told you these things, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away, for if I don't go away, the counselor won't come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. When he has come, he will convict the world about sin, about righteousness, and about judgment, about sin, because they don't believe in me, about righteousness, because I am going to my father, and you won't see me anymore, about judgment, because the prince of this world has been judged. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak from himself, but whatever he hears, He will speak. He will declare to you things that are coming. He will glorify me, for he will take from what is mine and will declare it to you. All these things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he takes of mine and will declare it to you. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ was delivered for our offenses, and raised again for our justification. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our gospel account this morning, Jesus gives his farewell sermon to his eleven disciples there in the upper room before he leaves them to go to the cross, and then later to ascend into heaven. And so he tells them, now I am going to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Now, throughout Jesus' ministry and throughout this farewell sermon, the disciples were always full of questions, always asking, trying to understand what their Lord was teaching them. But here, as Jesus says, they sit before him despondent. too, too depressed, unable to speak. Here, as Jesus tells them he goes to the Father, they don't even ask what is the simplest of all questions. Where are you going? That's how despondent they are. It's as if they were told that they had a sickness and were soon going to die. And why are they so depressed? Well, It's because our Lord, right before this passage, told them what was going to happen to them after he goes away. He tells them that their own people will put them out of the synagogues. That is, as they sit in the synagogues, where they're used to going every Sabbath, that their own people will pick them up by the collar and throw them out, and they will become ostracized in the only society they've ever known. Our Lord goes on to say that the hour of their enemies is coming and in that hour their enemies will kill them. And that when their enemies kill them that their enemies will think that by killing them they will be offering a service to God. When their hour comes. That's what our Lord tells the disciples. What is coming? Because the hour of their enemies was coming. Nothing can stop their hour from coming. Once the Lord leaves them, this is what the 11 disciples can expect. No wonder then they were despondent and depressed. They weren't diagnosed with a sickness, but our Lord is telling them that once he leaves, they will soon die in an hour that is set against them. And so sorrow completely fills their hearts because they believe they were losing their Lord and in losing him, being given a death sentence. Yes, our Lord was still right there before them. And yes, the victory and glory of the cross was mere hours away from them that very night. It can make us wonder, why then? Yeah, although Jesus talks about death, if the victory is at hand, Why would the disciples be so very despondent? But don't be too quick to judge the 11 disciples here. Because this despondency, this depression, this being filled completely with sorrow, this overcomes all of us Christians at some point, even you. Each week... After we participate in the body and blood of our Lord at the altar, we leave that altar and we go into the world. And that's when this sorrow can hit us. Now, a few weeks back here at Christ the King, we did a Bible study on the Equality Act. We saw how such laws could close our Lutheran camps, our Lutheran schools, even attack our Lutheran churches. And you all know the responses that I saw as I was teaching that class and afterwards. Hearts were filled with sorrow. There were moments of silence where depression hit, making even asking the simplest of questions an impossible task. Some even mentioned that after hearing about all that, they were sick to their stomachs. And honestly, it's the same despondency I see When my brother pastors learn about critical race theory or other cultural Marxist movements. Because we see and feel the persecution already written into the language of these laws and of these philosophies. In history, we've seen the persecution these things bring. We see how quickly the kingdoms of this world can turn against us. And then, just like the eleven disciples, we sit with our hearts filled with sorrow. But of course, those aren't the only things that can happen to us that make us feel helpless while our while our world falls down around us. Such sorrow can hit us when we're told we're being fired. Or if you're a kid that you failed a test at school. Such sorrow can hit us when a spouse says he or she wants a divorce completely out of the blue. Or when you learn you're becoming a child of divorce. Or when the news of the death of a loved one reaches your ears, whether that be a friend, a spouse, a parent, a child. Such is the news we face in the devil's kingdom. Such is our sorrow. And yes, we come to church every Sunday where our Lord is present before us. Yes, the victory and the glory of the cross is ours. And our Lord does come to us every Sunday, as he does here at church this morning, when we partake of the bread and the wine. But still, with all that, we become full of sorrow. Then we no longer have to wonder why the disciples were full of sorrow here in this text, because we, with them, understand the sorrows of a Christian living in this world. And we, like them, often become despondent with grief. Because what joy is there in death and persecution? Especially when Christ says he is going to leave the disciples, or when we think we leave him after leaving the altar each week. Now we call this Cantate Sunday, but what reason is there for the disciples or us to sing? No one sings at a death sentence. But Christ doesn't stop there. He does go on and tells his disciples, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I go away, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father, and you will no longer see me. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. You see, for as despondent as we feel at times, for as full of sorrow as our hearts may be, Christ does not go away to leave us. He goes away. He ascends to our advantage. He goes away to the cross to die for our sins and the sins of the world, to triumph over sin, death, and the devil, crushing the serpent's head as our Lord breathed his last. There on the cross, he defeated Satan and all earthly kingdoms. He goes away in the ascension because he never intended to defeat the kingdoms of this world with another earthly kingdom. Which is what he would have done if he had just stayed and never ascended. But instead, he goes away in the ascension in order to start a spiritual kingdom from his death and resurrection in the sending of the Holy Spirit, the Helper. This, ascending, sending the Holy Spirit to start a spiritual kingdom. This is to our advantage. This is to our blessing. Because when the Holy Spirit comes to us, when he establishes Christ's spiritual kingdom of the church on earth, that is also when the Spirit convicts the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Look at the world around you. If the world persecutes and kills the saints of God, while at the same time thinking that it is offering a service to God, what is that but blindness and ignorance of their own sin? Of not recognizing Christ himself. As the world offers such filthy rags to God, thinking that they are good works, What is the world but blind and foolish in knowing what is actual righteousness before God? For to them, righteousness that leads to eternal life is killing those whom God loves. It is not Jesus ascending to the Father and standing before Him. As the world is blind to their sin, not knowing anything about righteousness... It offers its own sin to God while completely rejecting the cross of Christ, seeing it as mere foolishness or a stumbling block. So as they threw out the disciples, the apostles from the synagogues, as the world killed them in what the world thought was righteous acts, all that is no different than what the world did to Christ, throwing him outside the city walls of Jerusalem. And killing him. And for all this, the Spirit is sent to convict the world concerning sin because they cling to sin and reject Christ. The Spirit convicts the world concerning righteousness because in their unbelief they do not see Christ sitting at the right hand of the Father, which is our only righteousness. The Spirit convicts the world concerning judgment because they cannot see how the ruler of this world, whom they have followed, has had his head crushed in judgment at the cross of Christ so that his rule over the kingdoms of this world and the kingdoms of this world themselves are defeated. You see, that is why Christ goes away, to send the Spirit who will convict the world just as he once convicted you and me of our sin and led us to repentance. So now he continues to convict the kingdoms of this world in their sin. Yes, it is Cantate Sunday. Yes, we're talking about suffering, persecution, and death. Why can you sing? Why is it Cantate Sunday? Because even though on our own we are small compared to this world and all the kingdoms of this world, which press us down, here is the Spirit proceeding from the Father and the Son, convicting the world. And not only that, but our Lord also says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes... While the Spirit convicts the wicked world, at the same time, he is also guiding you, his church, into all truth. So that as we, the church, suffer in this world after our Lord has ascended, here with us is the Spirit among us, leading us into truth, leading us into Christ himself. The Spirit does not lie to you. He does not give what is his own truth. He declares only what he has heard from the word of God, who never changes. He does not give what is his alone. He gives all that is the Father's, which the Father gives to the Son, which the Son in your baptism gives to you. So that as we suffer here, as we at times become despondent, There is still nothing, nothing that will keep the Spirit from leading you, his dear church, into truth, into Christ. Here amidst all suffering, the Spirit leads you through the waters of baptism, constantly forgiving you in Christ. Here in the church, the Spirit leads you into all truth through preaching, where Christ speaks to you and keeps you in His unchanging word of His cross and resurrection. Here, the Spirit leads you into all truth as you partake of our Lord's body and blood to strengthen you through the suffering of this world. Here, in the church, the Spirit glorifies Christ through the church so that after the Spirit gives you all that is Christ's, he leads us to glorify Christ in the sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. He leads you into Christ's spiritual kingdom so that when Christ says, the Spirit will guide you into all truth, what Christ is in effect saying is, amidst your suffering, amidst your despondency, amidst your grief and sorrow, the Spirit will guide you even then into all truth. That is to say, the Spirit will guide you into all that is the Easter joy. Suffer as we may in this world. The Spirit keeps us in this Easter joy, in this spiritual kingdom. As strong as the world may seem, it cannot rip this Easter joy from us. It cannot rip us away from this kingdom. It cannot stop the word and sacrament. As strong as the world may seem, the Spirit is here convicting it while guiding us into all truth. Yes, today is their hour and the hour of our suffering, but Tomorrow, our Easter joy will be fully realized in the resurrection. At which time will also come their final conviction in the Spirit. So that is why with the psalmist we can say, as we did in the intro, shout for joy to God. That is why we can sing on this Cantate Sunday with all Easter joy because even in suffering and sorrow, the Easter joy is ours, and we are always with our Lord in the Spirit. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Let thy mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me, O God, a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Vouchsafe, O Lord, this day, to keep us without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. Hear my prayer, O Lord. And let my cry come unto thee. O God, who makes the minds of the faithful to be of one will, grant unto your people that they may love what you command and desire what you promise, that among the manifold changes of this world our hearts may there be fixed where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that in good and honest hearts we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your Church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our Judges and Magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake. Comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work, and when our last hour shall come. Support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The Lord is risen from the grave. Alleluia. Who hung for us upon the tree. Alleluia. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father. Through Jesus Christ thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm, and we beseech thee to preserve and keep us, this day also, from all sin and evil, and that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls, and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this Matins podcast this morning, and we invite you back next week when we celebrate the sixth Sunday of Easter, and we, where we hear from the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verses 23 to 33, as Christ continues to prepare his disciples for his ascension, teaching them this time about prayer. The music for the opening and closing hymns comes from smallchurchmusic.org. The music for the hymn of the day comes from the musicians of Christ the King. We encourage all of our listeners to look us up on Facebook under Christ the King Lutheran Church in Spencer or at CTK Spencer. If you enjoyed this service, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listened. If you would like to be on our mailing list for these podcasts or would like to leave feedback, you can contact us on Facebook or at the email addresses at the top of the bulletin, which is included in a link with this podcast. That's all for this week. Until next time, go forth and serve the Lord. I am Pastor Michael McGinley, signing off.